insurance agents from around the world, welcome to the Insurance Guys podcast, hosted by yours truly, Scott Howell, and the incomparable Bradley Flowers. For agents, by agents, we're here to share real-life experiences, tips, and insights related to all aspects of both being an insurance agent and running a successful agency. So sit back, turn up the volume, and let's get down to business. Insurance agents from around the world, my name is Scott Howell, your host of the Insurance Guys podcast. I'm the agency owner of iProtect Insurance and Financial Services located in Huntsville, Alabama. Our mission is to help insurance agents in any way that we can with your business. And today I am joined by a great American, a fantastic insurance agent, first team All-American from Mobile, Alabama, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome the incomparable Bradley Flowers. How, How are you doing Bradley? today, Scott? Man, I'm doing fantastic. Before we get started, Bradley, introduce our sponsor for today, babe. Today's sponsor is Thrice Beard Oil Company. Thrice is a premium men's grooming brand focused on creating a clean and distinguished look and feel. Head over to thrice.co to order any product. Guys, we've got a great episode for you today, and I am so excited today to be joined by somebody that uh, is known as a thought leader in the insurance industry, in my opinion, Bradley, changing the industry, called the brightest bulbs you'll ever come across in the social media world, founder of Insurance Soup, which is a fantastic page on Facebook that a lot of agents, I think at last count, 16,794 agents were on that. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Michael McCormick. What's going on, gentlemen? So, so Michael, I want to talk about this the Insurance Soup, man. This this page on Facebook, I'm, I'm intrigued. I, I do get on there from time to time and look around a little bit. Tell me about how that got going. And I know I see you post some things sometimes. I think uh, you do a good job of monitoring that page and making sure that everybody's trying to kind of kind of keeping everybody between the ditches. But t- tell us a little bit about the Insurance Soup. The Insurance Soup group on Facebook kind of kind of took on a little bit of a life of its own compared to what, what we were originally imagining and intending for the uh, the group, we started it back in December of 2015. December uh, December 28, 2015 is when we started it. Mm-hmm. And when we started it, it was literally just me, Taylor, and one other agent that uh, that were were close with Brian Blair, farmers agent out of South Dakota. It was just the three of us formed it because we knew that there were all these other insurance groups out there that were carrier specific or topical specific mm-hmm. but there was no real place where literally every single agent regardless of line of business carrier represented mm-hmm. tenure in the industry there was no place where literally everybody could congregate and get information and all that kind of stuff about what's going on you know for whatever reason so many agents especially in the captive world and, and, and hopefully i'm not pissing you off and if i'm pissing you off it's because what i'm saying is true right now they subscribe to this kool-aid culture Right. Or whatever the mothership to them is gospel. Mm-hmm. And we just wanted to form a place where that Kool-Aid wasn't being served. Right. You were able to find what was going on around the industry, whether it be, you know, what's working with regards to sales or marketing or social media or office office culture or health straight up a better opportunity than the one you're currently than you're currently in mm-hmm. and you know it's, it's funny uh in you know insurance too a lot of agents get very very defensive about when, when someone talks poorly about their carrier or whatever the case may be 
And I, I love it because, I, I mean, nothing, nothing makes me happier than to see someone who's got that kind of passion and fire about what they do for a living and, and who they're representing. But the bottom line is every single one of these companies, regardless of whether you know your banner is red, blue, green, orange, or, or rainbow, no, nobody's products or services are better than the other. We're all we're all putting out very very similar things into the world. We're all we're all offering very similar products, all very similar services. Would differentiate the insurer's experience from one agent or company to the other is generally speaking the, the name on the door and not and not the logo. Mm-hmm. So we felt like when we put that together that we were going to be able to really. You know, bring agents from all walks of life, all areas of the country, all carriers represented, all lines written, and just get a lot of really good ideas. But when we put it together, we didn't think it was going to explode the way it exploded. We figured we we basically started the group with the three of us, and the three of us pulled our networks in and told them what we were trying to get accomplished and all that kind of stuff. And the industry just ate it up. All of, I mean, it kind of became the type of thing where you know they told two friends and they told two friends and. You know, within within like 60 days, we were sitting on almost 4,000 people, or, or no, a little over 4,000, like 3,000 people, and we were like, you know, holy cow, this is uh, this is obviously something that the industry is wanting, and the rest is history. We've just kind of exploded from there. So let me ask you this question: Have you used some of the concepts that you guys teach agents in the Career Agent Concept Program to to reach out to try to bring in more agents into the insurance soup? Is that something that you guys actively do, or do you just organically grow? No, no, we're we're advertising to grow the group. Uh, Are you? I would say that the strategies that we're using to grow the group mm-hmm. are slightly different than the strategies that we're teaching agents to use in their agency because straight up we're not regulated right insurance soup is not an insurance company it is a social media and marketing firm and a you know like a place for for content sourcing and all that kind of stuff so you know we're not we're not restricted when we're doing advertising as the insurance soup by what we're able to say do offer you know put out into the world all that kind of stuff so you know, similarities, but different approaches. I mean, the, the one thing that a lot of people don't understand and don't realize, you know, behind the scenes, you know, we have we have put a lot of time, effort, and, and energy into learning our craft. A lot of people think that, you know, all these guys, they, they just got a couple tricks or whatever the case may be. I mean, we, we have seriously subscribed to our craft. I have been personally working with one of the number one Facebook marketers in the world for the past couple of years, guy by the name of Ben Simkin. I mean, just hanging out with the guy and, and his marketing program is going to cost you, you know, uh, I don't want to drop his prices on, on the call for anyone interested in working with him, but you're going to pay more to work with him on a monthly basis than you're going to pay to work with us, period. And I've been working with him for three years, and, and I'm actually in a little bit more of a mentor role in, 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 his, uh, in, in his group at this point. And, you know, I, I help people generate leads in pretty much any industry that's out there. And I, I, I've worked with realtors. I've worked with loan officers. I've worked with uh, you know, guys that own uh, karate dojos. Uh, I've worked with movie directors in, in Australia. You name it, I, I, almost as obscure an item or product or service as you can come up with, I've, uh, I've helped market. So the stuff that we do to grow our brand without having the industry restrictions. It's a lot, it's a lot more diverse than what we put out there for uh, insurance agents. Plus, at this point, with the amount that we've actually been able to, to learn and, and, and achieve and whatnot, a lot of it is so much more advanced than what your typical insurance agent comes to us for. So, like, one of the things that Taylor and I have been talking about uh, for this year 
is we've got some guys that have been with us now for you know two plus years, you know two and a half years, that have put together some some pretty decent mastery of a lot of what we're teaching. We've talked about putting a 2.0 course for the guys that have kind of you know got down pat what we've already taught. That way we can kind of take the guys that know what they're doing, really doing a little bit deeper down the rabbit hole and provide them with some newer and, and, and more uh, diverse strategies. But we just haven't figured out exactly how we're going to deal with it. We don't know. We haven't figured out if we're going to have like a second course that, that that's going to be made available to the, the OGs, the original gangsters that have been with <laughs> us, or if, or, or if we're just going to throw it in the existing course, kind of leaning towards making it a second course that is only going to be available once you've been with us for a year plus. Because the last thing that we want to do is bring in a brand spanking new agent who's never done any kind of Facebook marketing right. and have them see a strategy that's more complex and requires more knowledge to really kind of pull off and have them get all excited about that, fall flat on their face, and then feel as if that their education isn't working for them. Right. So we've got a lot more actually coming for our more tenured agents, but we just haven't figured out the best way to serve it up to them yet. So if I had a crystal ball that I set in front of you and... I could ask you this question. I'd, I'd love to know your answer. What do you think is the future of the property and ca- casualty insurance business, say, 15 years from now, from where we are today? Uh, it's a loaded question. You know what? I hem and haw on this quite a bit. Commercial is always going to be commercial. Like property is always going to be property. Auto I'm torn on. I really have no idea what's going what's to happen with the evolution of the, the self-driving vehicle. You know, how do you pin liability down on a, on a human being that's not operating the, the vehicle that's creating the accident? So, I mean, I, I really don't know what, what's going to go on with that. I know that a, a lot of the carriers are trying to prepare their, uh, you know, their, their agency force for a potential dramatic shift in, in the way that entire marketplace works. You know, there's, there's talk about putting the onus on the actual auto manufacturers and not the drivers because... You know, how can, how can you, again, how can you blame somebody who wasn't driving the vehicle for a vehicle, you know, creating an accident? Mm. As, uh, as far as marketing is concerned, there's been such a big, behind the scenes, very quiet storm that's getting bigger and bigger and bigger with all this insure tech stuff. And I mean, you know, right now, one of the things that, that we offer, uh, we have a, a partnership with a company called Back Nine that really has automated the life insurance process to a point where, prospect can take themselves from application to medical and scheduled literally all on their own in under five minutes without a conversation with an agent. You know, there's so much of that type of stuff going on right now coming to the, uh, you know, coming to the marketplace. I, I do believe that there's always going to be a place for the brick and mortar agent and, and, and for that you, know, you need to have a conversation with because there's a reason that we're all at is the reason that we all have the education that we have to be able to have the, the conversations that we have with the public. So much of the actual public seems to want, and I'm guilty of it myself, I'll straight up order dinner off a of Grubhub just so I don't have to talk to the guy at the restaurant, uh, you know, it's tell him what I want. Mm. We all kind of desire to be able to make decisions on our own and have, sadly, a lot less human interaction than even five, ten years ago. So... Mm-hmm. That's the long answer. The short answer is, I got no idea, brother. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and and to add to that a little bit, as far as as you mentioned ordering off Grubhub and that sort of thing, I got into a conversation with a guy, um, and and I'll I'll sort of segue because I wanted to talk about the private group as well. 
um, and the support you guys give the agents. But I got into a talk in the private group uh, about two weeks ago with someone regarding an ad he did, and, and, and it wasn't working. And you may or may not have seen this. The ad itself indicated that he would be calling the person that, that filled the form out. And if you disagree with this, let me know. But I suggested he take that part out. And he said, well, I want them to know a real person's going to be calling them. And I said, man, they don't care. They just want to get that quote on their phone. Mm-hmm. That's what people want. Do, do you agree or disagree yep. with that? I, I would definitely agree with that. And I think that's, that's actually one of the, the reasons that Internet leads in general have so many people, when you call out on them, frustrated on the other end of the phone because a lot of the sites that are collecting information that are selling them to, you know, that, that turn around and then sell them to agents, they're making it seem they are directly saying to the consumer, you will have your quote at the end of this process. And the reality is you submit the information and it's going out to four or five people who are now banging, banging them on the phone, texting them, emailing them and all that kind of stuff. And the consumer loses their mind because, you know, they thought they were going to get a quote right on the computer. I think that's what most people are hoping for when they go down, when they go down that path of submitting their information. Yeah, that's as what the consumer as, wants. Uh, as we, let, let's call spade a spade. The industry looks at us uh, with a little bit of skepticism. And when I say a little bit, I'm, I'm being polite. Mm-hmm. They, they feel as if we are not looking out for their best interest. We make a lot of money. There's a shell game going on. There's claims being denied that, the, that they thought they were uh, you know, going to have covered. I mean, like right out the gates, one of the biggest misconceptions of the public. How many times have you spoken to someone on an auto insurance quote that says, I want full coverage. And in their mind, full coverage means no matter what happens to this car, come hell or high water, you're going to pay for every last penny of it. People believe that. Yeah. People actually believe, you know, because I told my agent I wanted full coverage, that that meant anything happens, my entire car gets paid uh, gets, gets paid for. Now, in, in contrast, there is a very big problem in our industry so far as team members insurance with what it is they're purchasing or just doing an apples-to-apples comparison because they're treating it like a conveyor belt and they want to get the prospect in, out, and on to the next one. Mm. But there is a huge problem between the industry and the consumer where the consumer feels as if they're getting a snow job when the reality is they were just never educated. It's just to begin with. But Well, right. there's two things I'll add to that for our listening audience more so than, than, than Bradley and Michael. Number one, my belief is, and I've said this for a long time, because of the liability component with internet-based insurance purchasing, I've for a long time felt like it should be outlawed in the U.S. I don't believe that you should be able to buy insurance online, not because of what you're getting for your vehicle, but for for the liability component that, that potentially could affect another person that was not involved in that purchase. And what, what is it that everybody says when they pick up the phone and call, call a Geico? Well, just give me the cheapest thing you got. And, and they, really don't yep. under, they really don't understand what they've got. They really, don't, they really don't care. They just want whatever's the cheapest. And then six months later, when they hit a minivan full of four kids that have to get med-flighted to Huntsville Hospital, and they've got you know the lowest $25,000, $50,000 bodily injury li- uh, limits they possibly can get, then, then somebody has to file for bankruptcy. And I will go on any podcast, any news organization, Fox, CNN, this podcast, The Insurance Soup, and I will debate Warren Buffett at any time he wants to debate. I will go against him, and I will prove once and for all that that should be outlawed in the United States of America. That is not the American way. And to add to what you just said, Michael, 
People want to buy the way they want to buy. Whether you're 25, 35, 45, 55, or 65, or 85, they want to buy insurance the way they want to buy. Some of them want to get it online. Some of them want to come on the office. You know, Some of them want to call you on the phone. The common denominator among all of those people is when the shit goes down and, and the house burns down or the minivan just got hit and people are dying on the side of I-65 South in Alabama, they want to talk to Scott Howell, they want to talk to Bradley Flowers, and they want to talk to a local agent. They do not want to talk to a 21-year-old in a damn call center in Des Moines, Iowa, with a damn glow stick hanging out of his mouth, worried about where he's going to go to the club tonight. And to add context to that, this is not the old man in the room talking about Elvis shaking his hips. This is the owner of iProtect Insurance who has dubbed himself the insurance guy online. He is not against online anything. No, 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 no. Well, we don't sell insurance online on my website. You still have to talk to somebody in my agency. You're not speaking out against all. You're speaking out against the purchase of. Online. Yeah, I just don't think you should. I don't think any. I don't think I should be able to purchase insurance online, even though I probably understand it more than most people do. But I just think the actual, you know, purchasing of an insurance policy, especially auto with that liability component to it, you're not buying a damn T-shirt off Amazon. Right. You're you're buying a product that that has a damn high likelihood that somebody else is going to be affected by that in a major way, and I don't, I just don't see that as the American way. You know, what are your thoughts, Michael? Well, there, there are. Here's where I kind of fall on that. We are required by law to go out and get a license to sell it because someone up in the in the ivory towers believes, agree that there is enough going on with what we're selling that we need to know what we're talking about and the person buying it needs to understand what they're buying. Mm -hmm. If the government believes that, if the industry believes that, but we're okay basically letting the public know that they don't need that kind of explanation or even access to someone to provide them the... I feel like there's a major disconnect. So, you know, what's the importance of having an agent to educate if I can just go online and make a decision? In my opinion, if you have to get licensed, you shouldn't be able to purchase something without speaking to someone that got licensed. Agreed. Like, there's no other industry out there that requires you to go out and get certified or licensed or whatever. Like, you can't go to a website right now and bypass a doctor and prescribe yourself a medication. Exactly. Exactly. Thank you. And if somebody wants to pick up the phone and call a licensed agent with Geico and get insurance, and that person has a license and they've passed their insurance exam, and they go over all the coverages and they, you know, hey, are you sure this is what? That's uh, okay. That's fine. But as far as just logging on to your damn cell phone, which is now surgically attached to your arm, and you know, I just don't think you should be able to log on to Geico.com and just, you know, fill out a three-second form and all of a sudden get a damn insurance card. I mean, I... I, I, I you know what I would be comfortable? You know what I would be more comfortable with as, as a professional in the industry? I would be much more comfortable with if someone wanted to go online and buy insurance online, that they submit their information and they go into a live video chat with a licensed agent to have the right kind of conversation. Strong. There's no reason... Strong. There's no reason in the world right now that between, I mean, and th and this is just the stuff that's that's available to the to the oh, to the general public for right. free between Zoom, GoTo Meeting, uh, Google Hangouts, 
FaceTime video chat on Facebook. You can't tell me for a second that these insurance providers can't put together a technology that when someone submits their information, it says one moment uh, on a, a video on for a video conversation to discuss your uh, your protection needs. Uh, a million percent agree, and if they would do that, I would have no problem in the world. On that note, Michael, we asked Chris Paradiso this question in episode 13. How do you feel about video quote? Oh, absolutely. Without a shadow of a doubt. I mean, I I don't believe that that should be the first way that you are attempting to deliver the quote. But if you've got someone who's not responding to your first, second, third phone call or whatever the case is, or that wants to, uh, that wants to, you know, talk it over with their spouse or whatever, I'm a huge proponent of video in general. I, I, I do video for automating a lot of day processes to be insured you know, as far as business, uh, explaining coverages. Uh, you know, if someone has a question about life insurance and they can't send an appointment, you know, having something that goes after them that explains the difference between, you know, term hole and whatever else. I, like, I am a huge, huge advocate of video, but as far as I, I know, and I, I know that there's probably going to be some, some, some pushback from some of your listeners on this thought. I'm, I'm not a huge believer in sending out the quote before the attempt to have an actual human conversation. A lot of agents out there are, are leaning on video a little bit too heavily to remove themselves from things. But if you can't get that person on the horn, you know, you quoted them and now you're looking to try to that policy and you can't get back on the phone or whatever, you absolutely get a video quote. Because if you just send them over something on a PDF, for them to take a look at. That's no different than them shopping online. They don't know their ass at their elbow. They don't know what they're looking at. And all they're looking at the bottom, at the end of the day is how much does this cost versus uh, versus the next guy down the block. But a video quote, just like anything that you're doing, utilizing and watching video, not only allows there to be a opportunity for your prospect to get a feel for your personality, get an understanding of how professional you are and if you know what you're talking about and all that kind of stuff, but it also eliminates the game of telephone that goes on when you are trying to let somebody else who's in the decision-making process be aware of what you're offering. Because it's just, hey, show your husband this video, show your, your wife this video, show your significant other you know, this video so they have an understanding of, of what you're getting, what the breakdown is, and what's actually going to be covered. Because the game of telephone is also vicious. Yeah, and, and I, I had been attempting for about six to eight months trying to figure out exactly the best way to do that because I mean I, I love doing marketing videos and videos on Facebook and I think I actually think it was Paradiso that, that that said something about video quote a while back and I'm and I'm like man that's like right up my alley I've got to figure out how to do that since I've been doing it I've been doing it about two months now I think the felt weird at first sending someone directly a video of me that's made for them but but the response has been overwhelming. I, so I awesome. Hey, guys, let, let me interrupt you real quick because I, I don't understand. I've never used this video quote, so, this option. So are you saying that once you do a quote, you're just jumping on your phone and recording yourself and then sending it via email? Or are you saying it's a pre-rolled video based on their coverages that they've picked out or whatever? That How exactly are you doing it? Yeah, so there's a uh, there's a free service out there called useloom.com that you could be leveraging. There's another service called Screencast-O-Matic that you could be leveraging, uh, where basically it allows you to record a video of yourself in the lower left-hand, right-hand corner of the screen with an actual screen share going on, where you could actually be showing them the quote that you've built up 
and go line by line with them, what they're getting, and explain all of it to them. Or you know, there there are actually services out there uh, from vendors in the industry that are uh, that that can that can provide uh, a little bit more professional and seamless way of going about it as well. There's a uh, there's a company out there called Advisor Evolve that has websites for agents that allow for the uh, allow for quote videos. The guy who owns his name is uh, I think it's, uh, I'm I'm, I'm going to botch his last name. Chris Langeal. I met him at uh, at Grow Labs. He's a sharp guy. And uh, he's put together a nice piece of technology that allows you to actually send the per- the, the person out a quote. So I believe it's a URL. I, I haven't actually used this service, but I know a lot of people subscribe to it. And what is, what is it called again? Actually, I'm sorry, Michael. What was it called? Advisor Evolved. You know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna look it up right, right while yeah, I'm and and the one that the one that I use is Loom L O O M. It's a Chrome extension. So, you know, learned about it through Michael. Typically, what I do is I start the video with my face on there, and I already have the PDF of the quote minimized. I pull the PDF up. I skip price immediately. We don't go to price first. I mm-hmm. go over coverages. Uh, one of the main companies I represent uh, in the state of Alabama has a lot of uh, neat little bells and whistles that, that we're able to beat our competitors on, on an apple to apples quote, quote unquote. I hate that, that saying. And, and then we go back up to price. And I just present it as if presenting it in the office. And then I end with my face on there and any questions. And, and the two things that I love about it one I use and one I have not exactly figured out, and Michael can might add, add some context to this, is I love it tells you when they open it, and it tells you how many times they've opened it. So I know if someone hasn't yep. opened the quote, I can follow back up with them. The other thing, somehow they have the ability to live chat with you while they're watching it, correct? I'm not exactly positive on that. I don't want to say yes or no. That, that is an option. And I don't know how smart that program is, but I actually sent one out this morning, and I got a haircut two days ago. And it's when I put myself on camera, it said, did you get a haircut? <laughs> Damn. So talk a little bit, Michael, about the private group. Um, you know, when I was in insurance, just in insurance soup, you know, insurance soup is uh, can get a little wild in a good way. And then I, when I moved over to the private group, when I got in the course, it was almost like going to heaven. Hey, hey, Michael! Before you do that, did, did did you find did you find the advisory the website for the video chat? You said you were going to look it yeah, up. It's, uh, advi- it's advisor it's advisorevolve dot com. They've got a uh, they got a feature. Uh, they build websites for agents, and one of the features that they've got available is the ability to record quotes and send them to your uh, your insured, and they get a uh, they get a password that they need to enter to to actually view the quote. So you don't have to worry about you know anyone getting their hands on the URL and being able to see their business. It's, it's a little bit more secure than Use Loom. I mean, even even something with like Use Loom or whatever, the it, complex the complex URL that thing spits out when you when you record a video or whatever. If you already have a website, like I already have a you know the insuranceguyonline dot com. If I already have sure. a website, could I buy that technology from them and then kind of bolt it onto my existing website? You use Loom would probably be, uh, or Screencast-O-Matic would probably be more than sufficient for what you'd be looking to get accomplished. Gotcha. It's F R E E too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I, I, apologize, <laughs> I apologize for interrupting. I know, uh, I know. I know Bradley was about to jump headfirst into this private this private group. You, you have say, to be in the course to be in the private. Let's let group. Michael answer that. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Well, well you, you know, you know what it is. You know, we've got close to 500 agents that have all committed to developing a skill set and committed to learning and education that are very, very actively sharing their own unique perspectives on what we teach. I will tell you right now, and I, I, would, I would never claim otherwise, even though I've had a couple people in insurance suit 
tell me that they think that, that they think that I think that I'm Jesus, which I can tell you right now, I am not the son of God. I am the son of Dennis McCormick. It's ridiculous. It really is ridiculous. You try, try and lead people think that, you know, you, you, you think who you are, and I'm probably one of the more humble people you, you'll come across. But Agreed. The private group, the reason why it's as successful as it is is because we've developed a culture in there where we encourage everybody who is working on things to lay it out there on the table, whether it's something that you're absolutely killing it with that others can you know, get, get their eyes on and, and get an understanding of why something's working so well, or if it's something that you're trying that's falling flat on its face where you can get a lot of other people who are, who are a lot more knowledgeable than you. Maybe you're only in the education two weeks or a month, and you've got someone who's been doing it for 18 months, or, or you know, Taylor and I are both in there as well, and we've been, we've been doing this close to five years now, where you know, just simply putting it out there in front of people that have a little bit more experience than you, they're going to be able to help you piece it together and have a lot more success. Plus, on top of that, with there being you know 500 you know members, close to 500 members in this community right now, a lot of people when they came to us to you know get this education, again, we're not the hero end all be all. They started looking for other tools than the ones that we recommend that may have come along since we put, you know put the course together. Mm-hmm. That is doing something a little bit differently than we re- than, than we that we recommend. I mean, I, I put a post up in Insurance Soup today about uh, the need to constantly be evolving. You know, today's the, the two-year anniversary of David Bowie passing away, and I was just looking at, you know, uh, I was looking at this montage, this collage of photos of his from over the years, and, you know, God, that guy had a different look, you know, 50 times over the course of his life. And I was just, you know, I was just thinking to myself about the, the need to constantly be evolving in order to stay relevant in, in life and in this industry. And what makes the private group so strong is you've got 500 people that are, are again, very, very abundant with their with their willingness to share, and they're taking everything that we teach, and they're all doing it just a little bit differently. So when you've got that many people doing things just a little bit differently, you're going to be bringing in other little nuggets of wisdom that you're not going to necessarily find in the course because it's just the way things go. The one thing that I can say about this group that I'm very, very proud of because I've been in a lot of courses, I've been in a lot of masterminds, and I've been in a lot of private groups and, and, what, and whatnot. And it was something that Taylor and I set out to establish from the start, is the level of activity and the willingness of people to share what it is they're doing and how it is they're doing, doing it. Because in so many of these courses and groups and whatnot, you dropped into a, uh, a group on social media with a couple hundred other people, and literally no one wants to share what they're doing because there is this uh, this underlying concern or fear that if I let these people know what I'm doing, that it's not going to be as effective for me. But what makes that not the case on social media, like I mentioned earlier in the podcast, you're bringing people into the marketplace weren't in the marketplace before they saw your message, opportunity, or offer. So that's a blue ocean. It's very different than the finite pool of people that are going into Google looking to make a change on their insurance. If you've got the right message offer opportunity out there, it doesn't matter how many other agents in your area are doing it. There's a million different audiences. There's a million different motivators. What people are doing with what we're teaching is not going to have any kind of impact on anybody else's success around them. And I think most of the guys in the group know that. I agree 1000%. I love that. And I, and I was in a couple of them prior 
insurance suits and, and you know, moving more to a consulting uh, role in the industry. Carrier groups have two contingencies in all of those groups. You've got the young, ultra-eager agent who's drinking the Kool-Aid and super excited about their career. And then you've got the old dinosaur who just thinks that the company has totally screwed things up since they became an agent 30 years ago. And why can't things be like they were in the good old days? Right. No, you're, you're exactly and, right. And, you know, I bring up the private group. So you're not buying this course and you're on your own. Even though you have to build the funnels out and do everything yourself, you guys pretty much do all but hold everyone's hand, correct? Yeah, I mean, we the, the one area that we don't allow our guys to really take over our lives too much is the private messages. When we have guys blowing us up in our private messages, a lot of times we'll direct them back to the group just for a couple reasons. Number one, I got to be able to get more than four hours of sleep a night, and that's about what I average. And number two, generally speaking, when when someone comes into my private messages with a question about what they're doing, generally a learning opportunity for all the agents that are in the group at the moment. And everyone gets collectively better when they are observing the different questions and problems that people have with what they're trying to get accomplished and all that kind of stuff. So it's kind of selfish on our part because we don't want to get completely bombarded with private messages. And, and I mean, I'm, I'm fielded between 50 and 100 conversations a day to begin with, with people that are hitting me up from Insurance Soup and CAC and, you know, people that have got opportunities they want us to explore. I mean, with, with almost 17,000 people in our group right now, we, Taylor and I, like two or three times a week, we have an agent that reaches out to us with a product or service that, they, that they've been developing that they want us to get behind. And it, it, gets, it gets a little bit hectic, but... Freaking, freaking trying to get you on a podcast, you know. Hey, can you come on this podcast with us? What's that? Agents like me trying to get you on a freaking podcast. Dude, I, I dropped the ball with you. I, I, <laughs> no, I no, I'm, kid, I'm kidding. I know you get 10,000 no, messages no, no, a week, and I'm, I'm over here going, hey, would you mind coming on a podcast with us? <laughs> no, man, I'll, I'll, I'll straight up own it. We were, we were talking about it before the holidays, and with the holidays and, and the amount of people that hit me up, the, our, our conversation kind of you know dropped down a little bit, and I just straight up forgot, and, and that's on me, and I apologize. I no, mean, don't, uh, don't worry about it a bit. You know, it, it is what it is, uh, a positive element that's developed as well. Michael, I cannot tell you how much I appreciate you being on this podcast today. And please, I hope we get a chance here in the next year to have you guys back on and and talk a little bit more. I'm going to wrap this thing up. Guys, insurance agents around the world, listen to me. Rewards come from action, not discussion. Guys, you you got to get out from behind the desk and quit aggressively waiting on the phone to ring. You've got to evolve. You've got to you got to be a part of programs like Agency Concepts. You've got to get better at what you do, and the only way to do that is to educate yourself. So get out there and do that. Get out of that office today. Get off your ass. Go out there and sell something. Make money for your family. Write good insurance for the agency that you represent, and write good insurance business for the companies that you represent. Bradley Flowers. Have a wonderful week, brother. Thanks, Scott. Thanks, Michael. Michael, thank you. Thanks for having us on, guys. Yeah, thank you, and we'll talk to you soon. Thank you, guys. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the Insurance Guys podcast. If you need to know more about me or you need to get in touch with Scott, you can always reach me at theinsuranceguyonline.com or email me at iprotectins at gmail.com. And if you need to get in touch with Mr. Bradley Flowers, Go to bradleyflowersinsurance.com or 
email him at bradley at sarahlandinsurance.com. Guys, we love you. Thank you so much for listening. We look forward to being with you again real soon on the next episode of the Insurance Guys. Take care.